Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring world-famous animal communicator Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey, everyone. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. Welcome, welcome. Log on to thepetpsychic.com for all things animal communication. You can call in right now at 917-889-2693, 917-889-2693. And the chat room's open. We're in there chatting up a storm. I'm your producer and co-host, Ai Kusuhara. Welcome, and we missed you all last week. Yes, we did. Do you want to share why we were not here <laughs> last week? Well, because we picked up little, um, little Felix, one of the dogs. Did I not share this already? One of the dogs that we rescued from the downy shelter. Um, mm-hmm. I went and um, sent one to Oregon, so we met. I met their transport, their transporter, and the other one I kept. So you didn't share that you kept one. So that is oh, new news. Ah, yes. Goodness. Yep, I kept little uh, Gomer Pyle, who was also Joey, and now his name is Felix. And so he is little, now Felix. Yes, and he's a nine-pound chihuahua mix. He's, oh. He's not my lap right now, and he's just a bundle of cuteness. Well, and, welcome, uh, Felix, to the family. Yeah, he's so fun. He, him and Luca, like, really played for the first time this morning. They just, like, ran around and had a good time. Does he want to say anything to the Pet Psychic Radio Show listeners? Did you hear that, Felix? Do you want to say anything to all the listeners? It's your turn. I want to say hello. Oh, that's nice. And rescue an animal. There's a lot of them that need help. Mm. And we're fun. That's right. You are fun. I say he's like having a goldfish. He's so easy. Because my parents yeah. were like, oh, my gosh, another animal. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> oh, my God, my parents are going to, like, die. <laughs> but I was like, no, really, this is just like having a goldfish because he's so easy. Uh, okay, so do you want to share with our listeners who may not know the list of your family, animal family? Sure. So now there's Felix. He's a little chihuahua mix. He looks like a teacup Labrador and um, glass squirrel. And then there's Stormy, who's my almost 15-year-old Australian shepherd. There's Luca, who's a three-year-old um, small standard poodle. There's Makia, who's a 19-year-old all-white pure cat. Then there is Serafina, who's a 15-year-old gray cat. <laughs> there's Bean, who's, I think she's like 10-year-old bunny. And there's Jubilee, who is um, a 4-year-old yesterday, 
Happy Happy birthday, Jubilee. Yeah, she's doing great, my little Jubilee. That is so awesome. I know. Congratulations on your family growing. Thanks. And how about your animal family? You want to share about who you have? Oh, sure. I just have two right now. I have Rosa, the 18-year-old tabby, and I have my new Fenway, who's going to be turning two years old in July. And he is a, what is he, a poodle, standard poodle and Australian shepherd mix. He's so cool looking. So he's a mix of Luca and Stormy. Yeah, I love it. The best breeds ever. <laughs> so I know we we talked earlier. You wanted to um, share about some some mails and comments you've been getting about people oh, hearing animals. Yeah, that's right. So um, for all of you who listen to the show and have listened to the old podcast and have tuned in often, oftentimes you hear like a whispering during the during the time when I'm asking the animal a question. I get a lot of mail about what is the whispering? So some people are wondering, is it me that's whispering? And a lot of people think, it keeps coughing, so I'm sorry about that. Um, A lot of people think that they're actually hearing the animal talking or they're hearing something being translated, um, or are they hearing, like, psychic space? So there's a lot of questions about what exactly are people hearing. What you all are hearing is me whispering. And what happens is I talk to the animals telepathically, and then I whisper back what the animals are saying. So... What you hear is the animal talking in real time, and it's coming, like, through me, and then I'm whispering it. What I'm really doing is just somewhat, I don't want to say filtering it, but I'm sort of checking it before I announce what it is to all of you. Um, It makes me kind of nervous to just, like, say it because I'm not exactly sure what they're going to say, and I don't know if it's, like, perfect for on the air. So sometimes I um, word it so that it can be just a little bit more acceptable to the client, maybe, I should say. Like, do Um, they swear or something? Yeah, like, sometimes they'll swear, or, like, sometimes they'll say, like, like, I hate my dad, like, he hits mm -hmm. me all the time. And, um, And it can be kind of harsh, the way it's said, and I know from experience, um, well, it's never okay to hit an animal, but I know from experience that sometimes what happens is when people get frustrated, sometimes they can be a little bit too dominant or a little bit too forceful, and uh, that's just frustration. It's never okay to be that way, but sometimes I realize that I need to sort of soften it a bit when I tell the people that how their animal feels so that they sort of understand where their animal is coming from and they don't feel attacked. Yeah. Um, and it's important for the animal to know, too, you know, they don't necessarily, they don't mean it like that. And sometimes it's just a harsh tone of voice that's mm-hmm. a little bit coming on too strong or a little harsh body language that's coming on a, lot, a little bit too strong. And the animal needs to sort of understand that people body language and animal body language is different. So, mm-hmm. um, 
And, like, one time I tell this story is that I heard, like, the, the dog told me that um, he didn't like the lady that his dad was bringing over. Mm-hmm. And um, and the man was obviously having an affair. And so the way the dog said it, I needed to sort of, like, address it a little bit more gently to the woman because she was going to be hearing through her dog that her dog, her husband was having an affair. Right. So... So that's me whispering. And sometimes I'll even, like, whisper it while I'm talking to them. And I don't know why I do it. I never even realized that I did it until we started to video me. And then I was like, what is that? And then I even sort of was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm whispering. I was not conscious of it for a really long time. And, you know, now I am. Okay. But it's, it's so interesting. I love it when people think that they're hearing the animal. Because Mm -hmm. to some extent they may be. So, you know, for all of you out there who are listening to the show, like you may get something psychically back. So, um, and it may not actually even be the same exact thing that I'm getting. Um, So you might even be hearing, you know, psychic space or the animal talking too. So I don't want to discredit that because you might be hearing those things. Um, so just sort of pay attention to what you're getting when I ask the animal a question because it's, it's very possible that you'll pick it up as well. It's like tuning into a radio channel and, it's, you know, you could tune into the same channel that I'm, I'm, um, that I'm tuning into. And oftentimes the animal will be saying, like, lots of things all at once and everything has to filter through my consciousness and then, mm-hmm. you know, I've got to be able to then translate it but so, for instance, if we say something like, what's your animals like, right? And I, like, hear what their likes are, you know, like, oh, they like going to the beach or, oh, they like, you know, the fleece jacket instead of the wool jacket or whatever. They might have listed, you know, 20, 30 things, and I might have picked up four, and somebody else might have picked up two others. And so, you know. Yeah. I like to that I pick up the ones that need to be heard the most by the client. Um, so. Okay. Well, thanks yeah. for explaining that because I know you were mentioning we've been getting a lot of mail about that sort of thing. So um, there you go. There's your answer, people. Let's go to our first caller. We have Diane with Austin, the Queensland Healer. I've been looking on Facebook because it says um, that Austin's on Facebook, but you know me. I can never find anything on Facebook. So if you find it, let me know where that is. And um, I think he's going into surgery. So let's find out exactly what's happening. Diane, tell us, um, why is Austin going into surgery tomorrow? Well, hello. Um, In March, um, he twisted his leg. Um, I was throwing the ball like I do every day for him. And he just, uh, I guess he tore his ACL. I took him to a doctor. We tried all the recovery, and he wasn't getting better. So I took him to another opinion, and they said, yes, he tore it. But since March, um, he hasn't been able to play ball, go on walks. And it's been really hard because he's a very active dog, and I've had to walk him, and he goes and hikes with me, and we play ball every day. So his life has changed, and his little spirit's changed. And I have two pictures on Facebook. I put another one up. But, um, I see his I want him to know why I can't play with him. And so did you say that he's going into surgery? 
June 9th, I decided to do it because I've tried all the ways. I've kept him quiet. Don't let him jump. Keep him on a leash in the house. All the things they said, he's just not getting better. So mm. I have to do surgery. And how old is he? He's almost four. Oh, he's young. So I know a I lot know. of dogs. I know tons and tons and tons of dogs that have ACL surgery. And, and I, did you, you had a dog that had ACL, yeah, Ripley. ACL surgery, right? Yeah, Ripley. Yeah, Ripley. Ripley had really? Ripley, oh, yeah, she had it, and she's fine. She's running around, and she's a very active dog. We just had to be really, really careful during the recovery process, and we followed like all the, months, like, right? couple months of really hard time, but we did all the stuff we were supposed to, like cold towels on the leg and, you know, kept her in, like, a playpen and not active for a couple months, but then after that she <laughs> healed, and now she's running and healthy, so... She's going to be oh, okay. He just, okay. He just said if I throw the ball and you know, the other leg could go out, and I just think, oh, this poor dog. It's very common for the other leg to go out. But um, but he's so young. Usually you see the other leg going out in older dogs, you know, dogs that are like eight and older who tear their ACL, and they're sort of weak oh, anyway, I... and their body is sort of unbalanced anyway. I don't necessarily see it that much in the younger dogs when they tear out the other one. Um, but it is something to think about when you play ball with him about how they pivot on that leg, you know, so you got to be real careful. Um, oh, I will. I just, I just feel so bad for him. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk to him. Let's talk oh, to him. You. Tell him about that and tell him that, that it's going to be some recovery, but how cool is it going to be when he's finished with it all? Okay. Yeah, I have taken his ball away. If he's let him know, I tell him, but I don't know if he really knows. Yeah, let's ask him. One of the things that's really important in situations like this is, like, I know it's, like, such a bummer, right? But um, we want to make sure that we don't put that bummer onto him because you just want to be really positive and, like, hey, I know that this is, like, not fun for you at all right now because you can't run, but how cool is it going to be when you get better? So you just think about the future, about how in six weeks you'll be running around again, or eight weeks. Okay. Okay. Austin, you hear? Which knee is it? It's the right or the left? Right back leg. Okay. Okay, Austin. He says he knows it really hurts still. As soon as I put my foot down, it hurts. He says it's the feeling of being slapped by a rubber band. I don't know how he would know about that, but, like, maybe if he's ever seen somebody be slapped by a rubber band or something. Oh, how funny. He says also he's got to tell us something. I get my mom. I hear her. She says, your leg needs to get better. And I'm no dummy. I understand. And I'm so ready for the operation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he says it just needs to get better. He says that he likes it when you rub his back. Okay. And my neck. And just tell her I'm going to get better. That's what the doctor says. I'm not worried. 
And he says, can he just chew on his ball and not change it? And he wants to know if he can play tug. Hmm. Uh, That's a tough one because I feel like I'm always so careful. Like after he gets adjusted, after he gets um, his operation, you should get him adjusted by a chiropractor because they flip him on their back and – um, I'm not a huge fan of tugs. I think you can throw them out really easily. So I don't know if you should play tug often. I think what I should do is play some game. <laughs> he wants to play. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, maybe you could train him, like clicker train him or something and teach him something. Yeah. Did you, did you do that with uh, Ripley? Eyes gone. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. Oh, yes, okay. I did. Did you clicker trained her, right? Or did you? Yeah. What'd you do? I started to. He's really smart, Austin. Mm. Very well. Well, trained. you can call us back when he's in recovery. And Austin, just so you know, you got six weeks of recovery of keeping it easy after the operation. Okay, and then you're going to be able to run around. Does he like a soft bed or a hard bed? Does he know that? I like a firmer bed. Okay. He says sometimes too soft makes him numb. I don't know why that would be. Well, Diane, call us back when uh, Austin finishes his uh, surgery. We want to know how it goes. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Good luck. Oh, yeah. I know how she feels. You know, Ripley was a very high-energy dog. Right. And uh, it always sucks when you have to wait those few months. But, you know, we were just patient and did everything we were supposed to. And now Fenway and Ripley are playing together today. Did you do... um did you do uh, underwater treadmill? We didn't. Um, that was something I was going to do, but I didn't do it. I did do treadmill for Ventura when he had a bad leg and back, mm. and that yeah, they do. helped tremendously. They do great with that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go to our very special guest. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, our guest today is from Rags to Wags, Dora Atkinson. Uh, Rags to Wags is an all-breed animal rescue, um, and uh, they help eliminate the killing of animals in shelters, primarily focusing on the high-kill shelters of Southern California and rescuing the less desirable animals that go unloved and unnoticed. So let's talk to our guest. Welcome, Dora. Welcome to our show. Hey, how are you? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about uh, Rags to Wags. Um, how did it get started, and you know, what do you what do you all do? Um, well, let's see. I was asked by a friend on Facebook in 2010 to go up to the Lancaster shelter and pick up a little dog that it was a 14 year old mini Schnauzer named Joy. 
and she was in bad shape. She was an owner surrender, and um, she just asked me to take care of her for a couple days until she could find a better place for her. And uh, I ended up, of course, falling in love, and uh, joy actually changed my life and uh, made me aware of the plight of animals in um, the shelters in Southern California, and I decided that rescuing is what I wanted to do. Wow. And so where are you? You said that you're mostly working in Southern California area, and it says here that you do all breed animal rescue. Do you do mostly dogs or do you do uh, cats and other animals? Um, I do dogs myself. I do help Mm -hmm. a lot of independent rescuers um, get Mm -hmm. cats. Um, I've rescued turtles and birds and horses, um, but I think my biggest focus is definitely dogs. Mm -hmm. Wow. And how can uh, people find you on the internet? Um, Well, I think the best place is um, probably Facebook. Um, Our Facebook page is rags2wags.org. That's our website and our Facebook page, but it's the number two between rags to wags that a little people get confused. So you have to put it as one word. I see. Rags, number two wags. Um, Okay. That's usually the best way to get a hold of me. Awesome. And um, today we're going to be talking to Dixie, who's a two-year-old terrier mix. Tell us um, Dixie's history. Dixie's actually um, a truly remarkable animal. She's been one of the most challenging rescues I've had to date. She, um, I believe she's a, a Karen Terrier mix. Um, she was at the Harbor Shelter in San Pedro, and uh, she was having some eye problems, and she was pretty much on her last couple hours before they were going to put her down. And she's stunningly beautiful, so I, I had to go get her. And she came out of the shelter seemingly healthy, but she quickly took um, some pretty bad turns. I found out she had quite a few food allergies. Um, she has problems with mange. She has problems with her feet and her skin in general and the doctors believe it's due to um, they believe she was born blind and they believe Mm -hmm. because of that she has a compromised immune system so she has had a lot of challenges but she's come a long way um, and it's still hills and valleys for her but she's um, an amazing little spirit and she uh, she makes me happy all the time And so is she yours? Do you have her as your? your um, she is with me now. She has gone to a couple fosters, but everyone kind of panics when she, her, her allergies and her problems are very cyclical. So people tend to panic when she starts to change. So she ends up coming back to me. And that's mm-hmm. what I mean by the challenges of, you know, getting her adopted and keeping her in a happy place. Um, my vet, actually, the one that I work with, Dr. Lisa Richmond, has, has just been amazing with her, but has been as challenged as I am in that the problems that this little girl has are just simply unique. And, um, you know, sometimes we don't know what's going to be, you know, around the next corner for her. Mm. Okay, well, let's talk to her. And so what do we want to ask her? Do we want to ask her about her eyes and... And her sickness? 
I well, would love to. Yeah, I was hoping to kind of know um, how she got to the shelter if possible and if this blindness was a birth issue or mm-hmm. if it was something that happened as an accident. Okay, let's get her. Hi, Dixie. She said she wants to tell you something important. She feels the safest around you. She says she feels like she's less sick around you. Is that true? Uh, I think so, probably, yes. Yeah, she also feels like she gets over it faster. If she does have an episode, if she's with you, she gets over it faster. She says sometimes she thinks it's stress. That, That could be very true. She says if people are going through problems, then she gets nervous. She says she wants to have a cozy place. That's like her home base. And then maybe then I don't have to hear people. I don't like arguing. And I don't like discussions that are angry. I have to tell you, I was never able to see. Oh, wow. I just, like, came into the world like this. It's not that big of a problem for me. (laughs) She says it's more her hearing. Sharp tones are really loud. Oh. And she wants everybody to have, like, one sound. Because some sounds are louder than others. She says she's really smart. And I'm very conscious of where my feet are. And she feels safe next to smart people. Sometimes people are stupid. (laughs) And when they're stupid, they make me bump into something. Yep. I think what she means by stupid is um, is kind of a more unconscious. Like like sometimes people are thinking so much they're not thinking where their self is walking, and so right. it's like takes the consciousness to think of where their self is walking, and then also to think of where she's walking. And if they <laughs> lag or they make a mistake, then you know she has to pay for it. But yeah, you know it's it's. I can see where everyone might get into that situation sometimes. She says she wants to say something else. Sometimes she has a pinching in her hind end. And sometimes her nose feels funny. Like the left side of her nose. It sounds like she needs to be adjusted. Have you ever had her adjusted? Um. No, I have not, but I have had other animals adjusted. It never occurred to me to have her adjusted. Yeah, I would, because it might be, it might help her allergies, but also it might help that hearing thing that she's talking about. She says also she likes food. (laughs) And she wants the type of food that's cooked just a little bit. 
I love that food. Do you know what that is? It looks like a ground meat. Yeah, because when I first discovered her allergies, I handmade her food three times a day, so she got a little spoiled. That's what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. Well, my biggest question actually for her, is she more comfortable with animals or with people? It depends on the animal or the person. Okay. I like big Steady animals, ones that walk slowly and who are alert. She says, if you're a smart person, I like you. (laughs) If you're not, I'm not so sure. The other thing about her, which is interesting, is that, you know, typically when they're blind, their other senses are kicking in, right? And a lot of the times, because scent is such a huge, you know, ish is such a huge um, characteristic for dogs that normally they're talking about scent. But I think because of her allergies, she doesn't have that great of a smell. Like she she can smell, but it's not like the thing that she's following the most. Um, Mm -hmm. And so telepathy is something that she's following. So she's paying attention to people's minds. And if the person is not sort of on it, then she mm-hmm. doesn't feel safe. And so uh, then she's like, I'm not really into you because you're not on it. Like, you're not focused on the things that you're thinking about. So that makes me oh, not wow. feel comfortable with you. So with her, you kind of have to be, like, really conscious of where you're moving and what you're doing and so that she oh. can kind of fall right into it. Wow. Okay. That's fantastic. Mm. Sounds like Dixie's a, she's like a super, she likes high functioning intellectual human. (laughs) (laughs) That's her preference. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) Okay. Dora, thank you so much for being on our show. Um, And tell us again your website. It's ragstowags.org, and it's the number two between rags and wags. So rags, number two, wags.org. And also you, we can find you on facebook.com slash rags to wags with the number two um, as well, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and uh, we'd love to hear from you again in the future. That sounds great. Thank you so much for your time. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Dora Atkinson from Rags to Wags, an awesome animal rescue, um, mainly working here in Southern California. And we also spoke with Dixie, the two-year-old terrier mix. And again, their website is facebook.com slash rags to wags, number two, also rags to wags.org. So go there, check them out, uh, donate. All these places need help because they are saving so many animals. And um, I just posted a thing, um, tweeted on your account, Laura. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. I just uh, um, tweeted that thing about, um, of what Felix said, rescue animals. There's many that need to be rescued. I know it's so sad to, like, think of them all, like, when when I took this little Felix and his little friend home, you know, my friend got his friend, 
It's like they were so perfect. They were so easy. I had them both for like three days. And they were so easy. And they were on the high kill list. Like they were like close to going. And it's so sad to me to think that these like really easy, adorable animals that give you so much joy are dying every day in shelters. Yeah. I mean, mean, it's crazy. No, no issues. Really, mm-hmm. none, no issues. Yeah, look at Aloha, same shelter. Right, little sweet Aloha. Yeah. Aloha's my little poodle that my mom rescued, and she is like the best dog ever for my mother. I mean, they're perfect for each other. <laughs> she takes care of my mom just as much as my mom takes care of her. I know, that's what happens with them, you know? Yeah. I'd say that about mine, too, really. Yeah. No, I can't wait till Fenway takes care of me. (laughs) (laughs) Right now. Right now, he's a little bit, you know, he's very Ventura. It's very funny. He's very Ventura, my old dog. (laughs) Let's go to our second caller, our next caller. Um, Big Chief is on uh, Facebook. I see Big Chief. He is a healer mix. Do you see his picture? Uh, No. He's on there. He's on there. I know where he is. Um, Jamie's calling in. Um, He was hit by a car and is recovering. What can she do to help his recovery? So let's find out what happened. Uh, Jamie, tell us um, when did the accident occur and what happened exactly? It was 12 days ago, and now we live in a real small town. We're like, he's like a country dog. And I took a trip up to Illinois to visit my mom and dad, and it was, well, our trip went great. But the day that we were going home, I wasn't paying good enough attention. I let him out the front door to help me pack up the car, and I didn't see that someone was walking their dog across the street. And he just wanted to go meet that dog and say hi to him. In fact, both my dogs ran across the street. And um, they got, Chief got hit. And I thought he was dead. It was awful. It was just the worst mm-hmm. day. Um, but he's not. And he, I, I feel like he's just miraculously healing. And I just want to hear from him if he knows what happened and if there's anything I can do differently to help him in the way I'm caring for him and talking about him. Yeah, and so, okay, so did you, did you say you posted his picture? Because I don't see it on here. I posted his picture and his little brother, Hippie, and his sister, yeah, Five. It's oh, under uh, today's. Okay, I yeah. see him. I see him now. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so, so what state is he in now, Big Chief? Well, I've just, he's just come off his pain medication today, and he's really improving every day. I mean, he's already trying to, he jumps up on the couch, and he's chasing the cat and wanting to play, um, but he can't really put weight on that right front leg yet because he hurt his shoulder. Mm. Okay, and we want to ask him how he's doing? Yes, and what I can do for him to help. Okay, let's get Big Chief. He says, I got hit pretty hard. Oh, God. 
when they hit me, they felt bad. Oh. He, he said he felt sorrow all around him. He says even now he can feel that person crying. It's so sad to hurt a dog. He says, but I'm learning something. What are you learning, Big Chief? I'm learning that when you slow down, you start to notice things you didn't notice before. Like what? What are you noticing? I'm noticing people's smiles. And then he says he notices that they don't always have something they're going to do. What do you mean by that, Big Chief? They don't always have, like, a mission. I always have a mission. Whenever I'm going anywhere, I know exactly where I'm going. People don't always do that. Hey, Big Chief, were you listening to the last interview when we were talking to Dixie? Because you kind of sound like Dixie. (laughs) Yeah, I was listening to her. He says he thinks it's important to listen to other animals. Oh, that's so good. And she has a body problem, too. He says he kind of feels confident that he'll get better. Good. I like the idea of using my hind end more. But the left side of my neck is hurting. It hurts so bad. The left side of his neck? Yeah, the left side. It's interesting. I can feel it on my own neck, actually. It's like right under the ear, you know, that whole sort of muscle there. And then his right ear feels like funny too, like almost like you want to itch it. Um, he says he wants drugs but not too many drugs. That's interesting. Yes. So, how do you feel like you're getting too much painkiller sometimes, Big Chief? It makes me kind of groggy. A little less. Yes. Do you know what he's talking about? Yes. We used your, um, you know, you had a blog up about Stormy and how to properly give your pet medicine. And we figured out that I needed to give him half of the dose that they suggested. And then just today, um, yesterday and today, I transitioned him off the painkillers onto, like, an herbal anti-anxiety remedy. Oh. So what is so he want- saying that he, he's wanting, I want to figure this out, maybe he's wanting a little bit of the painkillers back? That's what I'd like to know, which, yeah, you know. Yeah, so which- are you wanting the pain? I wonder, though, if he's going to have, like, a little withdrawal time, too, though. I've been wondering that, too. He says he wants just a little bit. Okay. Maybe, like, I mean, gosh, I'm not a vet, so I can't give you veterinary advice, but maybe I'll give you a suggestion, but you've got to talk to your vet. Um, 
if you did it a little bit less and then also did the herbal too, I don't know, you just want to make sure that those are not going to hurt each other, contradict each other, or mix wrong. But maybe that would give some time for the herbal to start working. Yes, I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. But I would talk to somebody who knows about that herbal med, about how that will work. Yes, you're right. Just tell my mom I'm glad I'm alive. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> so, you, well, you got to call us back and let us know how he does. Give us an update. Okay, okay. I really appreciate it. Thanks, oh, Jamie. Thanks for calling in, Jamie. Thanks for and, having us. Yeah, uh, Big Chief, heal fast. You're getting there. No. I'm Isn't glad you're alive, too. We sort of have like a little theme today about body. Yeah, and we had two healers in a row. I know. That's weird. So weird. I don't think we have we've had a healer on at least in a while. No, I, I love know. them. They're great dogs. Well, we have Squiggly the Rat calling in. Squiggly is paralyzed in the back end and starting on the front end too. Um, he did have a tumor that suddenly disappeared when all this started. So Margot, the mom, is calling in with Squiggly the Rat. Hi. And hi, Margot. Um, welcome to the show. So the so the tumor started where? Um, it was on his, um, like, lower right side, kind of close to his spine, like maybe near his hip, kind of. And now it's gone? Yeah, um, it was slowly getting bigger, and then one day I looked in, and it was bleeding, and um, then it was just gone that night. Like, I think it must have drained or something. I mean, I don't know if tumors do that, but. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh. And then he became paralyzed? It was, like, within a week after that. I mean, there was one time when I kind of was, like, tipping him out of his house to clean his cage, and he kind of fell out, and I thought he just was sleeping, you know, um, maybe just kind of groggy, but then, like, the next night when I took him out and he was walking, he kind of couldn't um, bring his back legs up to walk on them, and then he kind of um, pretty much couldn't use them at all. He just dragged them around. Um, but then last night I noticed that he his front feet are also, he's not, like, using them, you know, properly. Oh. Yeah, we're pretty sad. <laughs> I wonder if you can get a little chiropractor to work on him. Um, yeah, I actually had that suggested to me, but I'm a little worried because he's very nervous. Uh, he's like, he likes people, but I've never really had him out of the house at all. And I just would worry if he actually did have some kind of illness or anything that it might stress him out a lot to, like, take him out, you know. Ooh. I wonder if you wrapped him in a towel or something, maybe you would feel safe enough for that. Yeah, well, that's one reason I wanted to uh, have you talk to him is because yeah. he thinks it's, like, um, something that can be fixed or if he would like to have something done. I mean, I just, there's there's a lot of different causes for paralysis, and I just don't, I've had a lot of experiences in the past with animals giving them medications or taking them to the vet and then kind of getting worse. So oh. I'm kind of hesitant to, like, um, take him. <laughs> Yeah, and see if you can erase that sort of from your brain, too, because yeah. sometimes when 
we put that fear out there, then it makes the animals fearful. And mm. I think the important thing for you, too, is to feel really confident in your vet or the health yeah. practice. Yeah, that's the thing is I don't feel confident in my vet right now. I'm about to switch vets, so, like, I'm a little bit, well, it's not really the best timing. <laughs> yeah, so maybe what you could do is go in with, maybe you could, like, go in and just meet the vet and see how yeah. you feel before you bring your animals in and just sort of see, like, what kind of person is this, or maybe you could bring his friend in. Because that's so important to have faith in your in your practi- veterinary practitioner or yeah, a doctor. Yeah, I know. I've, I've really uh, been wanting that. I, I've been steadily being, you know, unhappy with my vet and trying to change that. So I'm, de- I'm definitely looking into that, but I haven't. I mean, I'll go and meet them soon and everything. Yeah, I would do that. Okay, so let's get squiggly and see. How are you feeling, little bud? Huh? It's really hard. I'm really tired from moving. My whole body is getting weaker. And I'm having a little bit of problems with my sight. Everything feels like it's deteriorating. He says he's worried about his eating. Mm, yeah. Feels like he has less motion with his jaw. Yeah, that's one thing I'm worried about, too, is if he can't eat anymore. Mm. He says it's, that it's not really like it hurts. Mm. It just feels like it doesn't work. So one of the things that I think would be amazing for Squiggly and for the other animals that we spoke to today and any animal that is out there and hurting um, or having body issues is the Tellington Touch. And that is, for lack of a better word, a massage um, used to help help, uh, regenerate the cells um, and sort of bring back awareness to the body. I personally have seen um, dogs and other animals come back from paralysis with the Tellington Touch. Wow. And so it's a little circular massage. You should Google it, but it's a circular massage. And you start at 6 o'clock, and you kind of push the skin. You don't rub your hand over the skin. You actually push the skin around in a circle to 6 and then to 9, and then take your hand off. And so you put your finger at 6 o'clock and then push the skin all the way around to a circle and a quarter. It's really important not to do two circles or three circles or, you know, it's one circle and a quarter. That's it. And you can do a circle and a quarter and then lift your hand up and then do another circle and a quarter. Or you could do a circle and a quarter and then slide your finger and then do another circle and a quarter. Um, And there's all different touches that you can do on them. But really, just as a general rule, get your hand on them. You could do it with squiggly with even a finger or two fingers and do it. Um, The other thing is to massage the ears. You know, there's thousands of pressure points in the ears. Yeah, that's great. And maybe even take the little tail and do little circles with his tail. Yeah, Um, yeah. So one of the things you want to think about, too, is like kind of connecting the whole body so do like little lines of circles that go, you know, down his spine or down towards his back, towards his rear, and then down his legs and down his front legs. So I wouldn't go halfway down his leg. You want to go all right. the way down his 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I definitely I've been touching him a lot more because uh, my boyfriend's a massage therapist, and uh, oh, you know we oh. kind of like believe in like the healing power of touch, and uh, yeah. you know when when someone's sick, we just rub them a lot. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So, so actually, do this Tellington touch if you can find it, and yeah, um, definitely look it up. Yeah, and um, and the other thing is, is you can just imagine sort of healing energy going into him and healing his body. And one of the things that I've been studying sort of for myself is also about how we can sort of create um, healing in our body by thinking about how we want our body to be. And mm-hmm. I want to sort of share that with the animals is that they can also heal their body by sort of picturing how they're body should be and sort of feeling in their body, remembering that feeling and creating that feeling inside of them of what their body would feel like if they could move in the perfect way that they they could move. So for Squiggly, we can tell Squiggly that um, remember what it was like to move really gracefully and to have all motion and sort of meditate mm-hmm. on that and sort of that be your fallback when you're thinking like, oh, no, this is scary kind of reset that mind and say, oh, but maybe I I can get my body, my cells moving again and regenerate my body by thinking about health. Squiggly, what do you think about that? I think it's worth a try. Great. (laughs) So um, could you ask him, like, if he um, does anything I can do for him? I mean, I don't – he used to be kind of, like, not wanting to come out of his cage. Like, he really liked to be home, you know, but I always take them out every night, and I've, I've been taking them out more because it seems like he likes to cuddle and get pet, and so could you ask him if he if he's been enjoying that more? I like to go out and be held by her. I agree. He just doesn't want the spinning of his spine. Spinning. Okay. Do he wants yes. you to take him out with two hands so that he doesn't okay. rest in one hand and squint, like, like uh, squinch his body, you know, like squeeze okay, his body. Yeah. So, why he like rather sort of lay sort of longer than, like, like totally in a ball. Oh, he doesn't so, want to be folded up. Okay. He doesn't want to be folded. Yeah, he wants to be more long. I mean, if he folds himself up himself, you can allow that, but don't do it yourself. Okay, because I just made him like a little cuddle um, pouch, and when I I've been taking him out of the cage and putting him in that to bring him out because I thought it would be more comfortable, but maybe he doesn't like to be balled up in there. I don't mind the pouch if I'm okay. long, so okay. just let him be sort of long in the pouch. Okay. Because okay, I think great. the That's pouch is is creating like a um, like a sling, so it's giving him more support. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's that's okay. what I was hoping that he would like that. Yeah, he does like that. He just doesn't want it to be um, too little. Yeah, okay. Margo, will you, Margo, will you call us with an update after you try some of that massage stuff and all that? Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, we'd like thanks. to thanks hear back so from Squiggly. Yeah, thanks for calling. I definitely want to hear after doing the massage how that works for them. Yeah, and the Tellington touch. Yeah, T-touch. T-touch. Okay, let's go to, let's see, do you think we can do it? 
This is going to have so. to be quick. Okay, we're going to do it Let's quick. So, Deb, it's going to be a short call, but I wanted to get to you. Um, you are having some issues with dog adoption. Yes. Um, about two or three months ago, um, Laura spoke to a little Bichon named Casper, who was up for adoption. As I promised, I tried to adopt him that same afternoon. Um, he was already in a new home, and he. The weird thing is, he is the fourth. He was the fourth dog within a month that I tried to adopt that had already been to a new home, and I got to thinking perhaps there's a reason why this is happening, and I had it on my mind to speak to Snowy, my Bichon, who was rehomed while I was recovering and doing rehab. Um, it seems like there's something spiritual going on with her, perhaps she knows the answer. Maybe she's coming back or something. Okay, so you want to ask, so you want to ask, no, um, if why, did, if she knows why all these dogs are getting adopted. Yeah, perhaps, I thought maybe something's going on that she's coming back. Oh, that she's come back? Okay, because she's passed away, right? No, she's rehomed. She's in a happy home. Oh, Um, yeah, um, yeah. My local local psychic um, told me that she's being well taken care of and, um, you know, with little girls and she likes her home. So I didn't think she was going to come back. Oh. But perhaps there's something I don't know that she knows. Yeah, well, let's ask her and see if she knows. Okay, There's a no. picture of her. I got her picture in the tub or in the sink. Isn't that funny? It's so cute. Okay, let's get let's talk to Snow. Snow, honey, do you hear your mom about what she's been talking about? I think my mom is not ready yet. I think she needs to look at herself and think to herself, what's the kind of animal that I need here? What do I need to be able to give them? And what do I need to do in order to make this happen? She has to think of troubles coming up because they may. And have a plan. And then once she has a plan, then everything's going to be okay. So what she's saying is that she wants you to sort of think about what kind of dog you want. I know you've already really been doing that, thinking about what kind of dog you want. But then what happens if something happens and you need to, like, go on a trip or you need to do something, what are you going to do with the dog? Or even if she has to go for the day, she says. So she's saying she wants you to have things planned out in the future. So um, that's interesting. So she's just sort of, um, do you feel like you're doing that? Yeah, I feel like I've already done that. Yeah. Um, 
But she's stressing it again. She says you need to keep doing it. So what she's saying is that she, she wants you to plan for future events. And I think that I would look at it from her advice um, for um, looking at it in all aspects of life, not just for the dog thing, because maybe she's trying to tell you something else. So I would, like, sort of meditate on it and see what you come up with. So she's Probably not coming exactly. back. No, I don't think she's coming back, no. She seems pretty, like, <laughs> set where she is. Is she happy? Yeah, she seems happy. She seems like she kind of, like, knows what's up. <laughs> you know, she does seem happy. Well, Deb, thanks for calling in. Um, you want to, Laura, you want to ask Snow one quick uh, response to Deb? Last last thing she wants to say? I just want to say, Mom, I love you. And, Mom, you can let me go. I'm happy. And I valued and love our time together. Aww. Well, Deb, thank you so much for calling in, and uh, definitely keep us posted if you do get an animal or if you find one. Uh, well, now it is time for Words of Wisdom. Uh, I just want to share with people, you can do a hashtag Ask Stormy for a quick, it's not the um, Dear Stormy, but it's Ask Stormy, the quick questions. And this one goes out on what, Twitter and Instagram? It does. I'm on Facebook page, too. And Facebook page. So one of the questions that was recently asked was, Stormy, what is going on with the weather in the U.S.? And Stormy answered, uh, weather follows our emotions. When we are balanced, Mother Nature nourishes kindly. Be calm inside and love will radiate. I love that. That is awesome. So everyone can ask Stormy, hashtag ask Stormy, and um, put that on the Pet Psychic, which is at the Pet Psychic on Twitter or Facebook um, or on Pet Psychic Radio or whatever you want. So just connect with us. And quick words of wisdom from Stormy or friends. Stormbug. Oh, let's do Rosa today because Stormy's sleeping. Okay. Um, I think someone from our chat room wanted to have a little word of wisdom on joy. Oh, on joy? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Rosa. What is your words of wisdom on joy? I got to tell my mom that she's been joyful. And the way to find joy in your life when trouble happens is to look around you or look out the window and pick one thing that you love to see. And then if your mind goes back to being annoyed, think about that thing out the window again. <laughs> you know, right. I think that Rosa was talking about when she first got used to dogs. <laughs> That's so funny. That's All right. <laughs> well, tune in next week. We'll be here to talk to the animals. Until then, go to thepetpsychic.com for more tips on animal communication as well as private consultations. See y'all next week. Bye.